Hi everyone, trust you're all doing wonderful today. I want to believe your day is going amazing. I want to believe everything is going according to plan. Whatever it is, just keep the faith and everything will be fine. Today, the title of my podcast is Worship. What is worship? And briefly, I'll be defining worship and explaining it in a way you can see in a different light. Worship is both an attitude and an act. And worship is the feeling and expression of reverence, of adoration for something, you know. And it's also a a burning and passionate and fervent love for a deity, for something. And most of us have heard the word worship and whom actually we direct that word to. We all worship God. We all worship something. But today, what do we worship? Because most of us have created idols and we worship these idols unknowingly. Some of us know, some of us do not know. And I will say that according to John Calvin, John Calvin says that man is a perpetual factory of idols. Or so to speak, man's nature is a perpetual factory of idols. So you discard one? You simply create another. I guess that's why we all have to keep that, that keep our minds in constant check and make sure that there's nothing that is a cog, you know, between us and, and God. Now, quickly today, I want to just talk about something briefly. Worship is something that is passionate, like I've said previously, and it's something that is dedicated to God. But these days, we have created idols and we worship these idols and these idols have taken the place of God. We ought to know that true worship is a valuing or a treasuring of God above all things. And in Matthew 5 verses um, 8 to 9, Christ was trying to say that these people worship me with their mouths, you know? The praise, they worship with their mouths, but their hearts are far away. And um, I think from that statement alone, you can, you can see and you can deduce that worship is not just a thing of the mouth. Worship is affectional, it's emotional, it's spiritual. And when we worship an idol of our own creation, we are not really worshiping God. And that's what most of us do. Because worship is psychological i could call it too anything that is spiritual that is what worship is anyway and we have taken this and we've turned it in ways that it's not supposed to be you know and um all of our bodily life done in love for others and in our reliance upon god display all things and make us worshipers of our daily life Some of us feel, well, whatever we do with our bodies, they're not important. Whatever things we do with our our flesh is not important. In fact, sadly, I've come across Christians who feel that the way you um, comport yourself, the way you look outside, you know, the way you dress and all that is not important because um, it's the heart that God looks at. But I agree with that point. God looks at the heart truly. But it's not just about the heart. He also looks at the body too. 
And truth is, while a friend of mine presented that as an excuse, one day, you know, someone close to me said, how do you know a mad person? Yeah, do you look at their hearts before knowing they're mad? They're insane? It's the dress, it's the appearance, and that is what God looks at. Truly, God looks at the heart. But that part of the Bible that says everything that is done here on earth, whether in the, in the open or whether in the secret, will be brought to the open light one day, is true. And that part also says, I think, in the book of Proverbs or the Songs of Solomon that whatever thing you do in your flesh, you're going to account for it someday. So while you're saying, well, I don't really care about the, I don't care about the body's not important, you know, I can do what I want to do. And, you know, recently I, I, I listened to uh, Michelle McKinney Hammond and she was on Girls Talk. And one of her lines, one of the things that caught me was she saying that sex is worship. Now that's an idol and that's a God. And we all worship on so many altars so many altars that we have made for ourselves instead of God and she says sex is an idol like sex is worship and the truth is when it comes to relationships I have found out that people find it difficult to to break up with someone they have slept with someone they've been intimate with than someone that they've actually dated and they've not had any intimacy with any sexual relation with and you keep wondering why it's nothing more than the fact that sex is spiritual it's not just an it's not just for pleasure if we will be honoring God it's supposed to be and it will always be the heterosexual way not the other way around and you know God is such a God that um, interests me a lot Really, I mean, he interests me a lot. You know, there's a reason why he asks that. That should be within the context of marriage and not outside the context of marriage because he knows what that is. So if sex is worship, you know that part of the Bible that says um, you worship the Lord God with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your body. Why does the Bible mention body if the body is not important? You know, that means if you lay with somebody, outside the context of marriage and not within it it means that there is a repercussion for that and so when there's a repercussion for that definitely there's a punishment for that you know most of us actually just pull different things upon ourselves by thinking we know better than God the God who is so orderly and so precise he puts these things there for a reason he's not saying don't he's saying do so within a certain context you know so when she says it's worship and then do you know that if you on the on the on the flip side the bible also says that um your your body is supposed to be and is actually the temple of the holy ghost and it's god's temple so if somebody is actually dwelling in my body am i supposed to allow somebody else to you know try to touch that body because if worship, that's what we do sometimes. That's what we do sometimes. If worship is that important. In fact, it's so important not to God only, but also to the devil. And that is why 
Satan wanted one act of worship from Christ in the wilderness during those three wild attacks. And you keep wondering to yourself, I have always wondered too, why would Satan want to give the whole world, you know, just look at the world in your own finite mind in exchange for just one act of worship because he understands what that is. And sadly, we as Christians, especially we don't, you know, and she says, if your body is the temple of God and you definitely want to give yourself over to somebody, that means you're subjecting the Holy Spirit to rape. <laughs> okay, that sounds funny actually, but it's true. If somebody, and yes, somebody is inhabiting that body, I've always said that at the end of the day, we all cannot fence right with God. You're either on his side or you're not on his side. And we all are spirit beings. And being spirit beings, something or someone has got to inhabit your flesh. So I would say that I concede with what she said. And I actually agree by saying, you subject the Holy Spirit to rape by sleeping with someone else. So why should you do that? You know, the world today is made that an idol, sex an idol. Your job is something that can also be your idol. Because whatever thing you give in during intimacy, people tend to give that too to their jobs. And that's why some people are workaholics. They can work their souls, their bodies, and all. And on the flip side, the Bible says, worship the Lord God with your heart, your soul, your body, your mind. And keep wondering, why, why why is the word, why does the word keep asking for these things that... This thing that the other side of the world is also asking for. That shows you how important it is. Then also, your anything you're doing can be your high goal, you know? And like I said, we all need to do a great heart checking every day by asking ourselves relevant questions. Asking ourselves, well, what is that thing that I am doing? What is that thing? Because we all get carried away so many times, every time. I mean, and we don't even know when something becomes an idol. Another thing is, you don't need you don't need a word to create an idol. You don't need a wood, I mean, or a stone to create an idol. You know, those days when people hear of idols, people think, oh, you just pick a stone, you pick a wood, and then you create something. No. Today, in today's world and culture, uh... It's different. In fact, it's more complex and it's more difficult. And that's why the battle is tougher. You don't need all that. We all have so many idols. I quoted John Calvin who says, John Calvin was dead on when he said, man's nature, so to speak, is a perpetual factory of idols. So when you think you've discarded one, another one comes in. So this only tells us that you have to be in constant check with God every time. Ask yourself, what is that thing that I am making an idol? What is that thing that I've make, made a God? You know, he also said that an idol is anything that takes our focus and reliance of God. Anything that exalts itself. Your job, your school, your work, whatever it is. If it's sex, if it's alcohol, if it's drugs, anything that exalts itself above God is your idol and that's why we have to have a constant heart check 
And also, the gospel today, sadly, is built on the idol of self-esteem. Honestly, it's so pathetic when you go to churches and you hear so-called men of God preaching prosperity, wealth, health, and all that. And all those things build self-esteem. I've always said, men of God that are true men of God are spotted out not because of um, not because they say God called me. Of course, God calls people. But the truth is, some of these so-called men of God, I don't mean to be rude, disrespectful here, but it's their stomachs that call them, not God. Because a God-called man doesn't even tell people that he's called. His ministry vindicates itself, you know. So the gospel today is built on the idol of self-esteem. And then, all the various forms of idolatry, like I've mentioned, have one thing at their core. If you've listened to my previous podcast on them, was it in self-centered or God-centered? I was talking about self there. All the idols today, whatever it is, even if it's an addiction, all of them have something at their core, self. We worship at the altar of the God of self. And I'm going to mention four things here. And the first one is materialism. What the church preaches today, very, very sad. Materialism, more stuff, promotion, wealth, money. The pathetic thing is even songs today, almost everybody, even so-called men of God, like I've mentioned, everybody's talking about money, 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 money. And the truth is, we all are worshiping our environment. And when you keep worshiping your environment and forgot the person who created the environment, there's no way you're going to become a better person. You have to lift up your eyes and worship the person who created the environment. You know, and all these things, materialism, more stuff leads to covetousness. One of the Ten Commandments, do not covet. I remember God told the Israelites, do not covet your neighbor's this, your neighbor's that. And he had a reason for saying all that. You know, the second one is pride and ego. And this manifests in our careers and our jobs. And some of us deceive ourselves by saying, we're doing this for our children. And meanwhile, our children are starving for attention and for our love. This is folly. Really. What's the point? You know, you say you're doing this for your kids. I'm doing this for my kids. I'm doing this for my children. But the truth is, you're doing it for yourself because it boosts your ego. It boosts your self-esteem. It, um, it makes you feel good about yourself when you get out. You want to get out there now. Even when it comes to dressing, I want to get out there now and I feel, oh, I have to dress well. So when people see me, the Bible has made that very, very clear though, that man looks at the outer appearance without considering what is in the heart of even the person. You know, and then the third thing is we idolize mankind through naturalism and the power of science. In fact, a lot of people live their lives on science. It's what science, what Google, what whatever it is, tells them that they believe. And I would say it's pathetic. There is a promise of this world coming to an end. And someone is busy saying, I am... Uh, it is what science says that I am holding on to, not what God says. You see, we are a really confused race, you know. 
and then so we accept the nonsense of atheistic evolution and naturalism and we worship the environment instead of worshiping God the last thing is self-aggrandizement the fulfillment of the self to the exclusion of all others and their needs and that leads to pride self-aggrandizement makes us feel more important than we should be it makes us feel boastful we pride ourselves in things that we are not supposed to pride ourselves in so i just hope that with this podcast y'all can know that worship is something spiritual affectional and emotional even psychological everything that constitutes the human being the 16 elements everything that constitutes you is what god wants and i will end by saying this when the mantle of love drops on you i don't mean filial love i mean agapo love god's love when the mantle of love drops on you as a human being it makes you purify all your affairs all your man-made affairs all your social relations it makes you purify your affairs it orders you all right thank you very much guys and the questions observations your thoughts let me know what you think this is still your homegirl saying bye